This is Indirect Kick. Ho, 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 Indirect Fam. Uh, we're back. Uh, it's probably the it's a, our Christmas episode of Christmas Spectacular. Um, I'm here with uh, Brian, the Premierless Wonder, the the Championless Wonder. Uh, that's a lot. That's a mouthful to say. How you doing, Brian? I'm pretty good, hanging in there. Although there are there are rumors. There are rumors started by uh, someone who would used to be on this podcast. No, I shouldn't say used to be. He'll he'll be on in the future at some point. But somebody just says that. You may or may not be a Real Madrid fan. Um, do you want to acknowledge those rumors? Yes. What? I've been accused of that. Yeah. Do you want to address it, or you just want to move past it? Uh, we can just move right past. Uh, all right. Cool. All right. That sounds suspicious, but all right, we can move past it. We have a lot to talk about. So, what I'm gonna do for quick kicks, I'm just gonna like say a bunch of stuff that happened while we, the, the last time we recorded. And then, like, if you want to say something, just interrupt me. How about that? Does that sound good? Sounds good. All right. Okay. Um, Copa Libertadores final. The second leg finally happened. Uh, Riverplay won 3-1. Uh, 5-3 over aggregate, aggregate in Madrid in the uh, Bernabeu. Um, and uh, Pity Martinez scored at the end of the game. He's going to pl- uh, be with um, – it looks like he's going to be with Atlanta United. Um They seem to like South American players. It seems to work out for them Okay. Seems like a good strategy. Um, also, I read, I don't know how this is going to be true, but I read that Christian Pavone from Boca Juniors may come to Arsenal. They may make a bid for him. I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to transfer rumors that much. I'll pay attention to it more in January because, like, I don't want to, like, look it up in September. But um, so that so that's – there you go. Uh, any, you got anything to add about that? Uh, the only thing I'll say about the Cooper Lipidoris final is the game did basically live up to the hype. Yeah, both legs too. Game. Yeah, both legs are really good. It's just a shame that it's going to be end up being overshadowed by all of the off the field stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know. If, uh, I no, I sent the link in the group chat, but um, you guys are more interested in like uh, um, uh, football culture in uh, Argentina. Um, Copa ninety did a, um, like a special where they went to Argentina for the games and stuff. It was pretty good. It's like an hour long. If you guys, if you were more interested in that stuff, then they'll t- t- do a better job explaining it than us. Um, so yeah, watch that. I could put, a, I'll put a link on the Facebook. Um, all right, Liga MX, the final happened. Um, my Cruz Azul, uh, they they unfortunately they lost. Uh, apparently, this is typical. I don't. I'm not a Mexican soccer expert. Um, although we probably should be. It's the most watched league in America, but. Um, this is pretty typical of Cruz Azul. They lost to Club America, uh, two nothing, two uh, two nothing over aggregate. They lost these, the second leg was at home. They lost. They tied zero zero at the Azteca. But uh, you're because they do like two seasons, right? In Mexico, they do the yeah. So this is like the, the summer fall season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Apertura and the Clausura. That's this right. Was the Apertura. Yeah. So. Cool America, uh, the rich get richer. They won another championship. Um, all right, um, yeah, all right. Um, 
Also, um, Diego Linus, uh, who you may know has the guy who uh, Matt Miazzo called short uh, <laughs> from when they played in Mexico. It looks like he's going to go to Ajax. That's a big rumor. So, uh, anything to add about Mexican soccer? The only thing I have to add is just the, the American angle real quick. This is Joe Corona's second Liga MX title. Uh, he won, I think, with Tijuana in like 2012. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, so that's cool. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Good to make. Good job making it an American. Um, okay. Uh, the Club World Cup is happening, um, and a bit of a surprising final. Although it kind of makes sense if you think about what ha- transpired over the last like two weeks. Um, it's going to be Real Madrid and Al Ayn. Ayn. Um, I don't know how's your Arabic. Uh, not that good. Okay, no. all right. Well, we're just gonna go with my butchered pronunciation then. Um, uh, I end. They're the host uh, of they're ho- they're hosting in their stadium, um, and they beat River Plate in penal on penalties. Uh, a little bit of a surprising result, but it kind of makes sense if you think about what uh, the drama with the Libertadores and and stuff like that. You know, they, I'm sure they're emotionally drained and probably didn't want to go all the way to the, like the i mean i guess it's a good vacation going to the abu dhabi still but partying for yeah win. probably yeah they're probably hung over no. yeah that's probably why they lost uh real madrid uh beat um the kashima antlers 3-1 um the welsh god bale scored a hat trick um in so, 11 minutes it's yes 11 minutes that is true yes he's in very in very quick fashion um yeah you uh you want to give a prediction <laughs> Madrid's gonna thump them. Alright, I don't know. We got the whole, that home field advantage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, um, last thing. I think I think you might have some things to say about this one. Um, well, no, this is the second to last thing, but um, MLS playoffs. So, MLS Cup. We'll start with MLS Cup first. MLS Cup. I'm drinking some cider. That's why I like, kind of burped. Sorry, so, I know it's gross. Um, uh, <laughs> so, uh, MLS Cup happened. Atlanta United one two nothing. The story was more about the atmosphere to the game. It was an okay game, um, but clearly Atlanta had control the whole time. But seventy three thousand people, more than that, like uh, showed up. Uh, highest um, highest MLS Cup final um, ever. Beat the record by like ten thousand people. Um, yeah, Atlanta's a soccer city now. Um, if you've seen like Falcons games, uh, there's like they're like half empty because the Falcons are bad. But uh, it's interesting, yeah. Um, you got anything to say about the game? Uh, the game, I mean, Atlanta was the best team all year, basically. They had the best player. And Portland has, they performed well in the playoffs, but I don't think anybody really thought they were going to win, to be honest. And they didn't really ever look like threatening Atlanta. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people complain about the playoff format. Uh, about how um, the home the the highest seed gets the home uh, field advantage for the MLS Cup, but we wouldn't have got this moment, this like crazy moment that was really the best for MLS. This kind of environment without um, without you know Atlanta United the way without the way the system is and and you know Atlanta United outlasting you know um, well they didn't outlast them they pretty much like thumped New York Red Bulls, but yeah yeah and and. The reason they moved to this uh, hosting of the MLS Cup by the, the team with the best record 
is because they used to do it at a neutral site and they had it in Toronto one year, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, and it was Columbus and somebody else and it was in the snow and nobody was there and yeah. it's just not a good look if your best, your most important match of the season and half the stadium is empty. So. Right, yeah. And it was in Toronto the last two years, but, you know, it was obviously Toronto was the host. They were the host. And then, They're you know, part. people were going to sit in the, out of the cold for their own team. Yeah, the neutral site thing, not working for MLS, so that's why they did it. Yes, and two legs will not work either. That's right. Like, not I know more. we sound like we're shills for MLS. We, I wish MLS was paying us money. They are not. But you have to think about how things are going to look on TV. You have to think about these things. And so do we want to get into the new playoff structure? Yeah, quick? we can get into it. So um, we're going back to single elimination. Uh, no more two legs in the uh, first rounds of the playoffs. Um, we're adding a seven, uh, a seven team to the playoffs. And um, the season's going to be shorter. Um, the MLS Cup's going to be at the end of November oh. instead of the beginning of um, the beginning of uh, December. December. Yeah, to um, avoid the international break. Um I'm pretty much pro this. I don't like the seventh adding another team, but I'm pro going back to single elimination. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. I'm definitely pro shortening the playoff season uh, with the single elimination. Uh, I don't think the seventh team really changes it that much. Like, yes, more teams make the playoffs now, but once we finally get to the playoffs, like, we're going to enjoy having another game in my opinion probably so yeah i'm sure it'll be fun teams yeah in the playoffs right yeah um also so i saw online somebody complained like oh my god mls is just becoming like the nba it's like oh no mls is becoming like one of the most popular sports leagues in the world how exactly. dare they <laughs> how dare they that's what kills me when people <laughs> complain make that complaint oh they're turning into the nfl or the nba i'm like yes those leagues everyone loves those well, not everybody, but they're very popular. Yeah. Um, so we basically agree on that. Um, yeah, we basically... Okay, I, I thought you were going to fight me on this. I, I don't know. You weren't going to fight no, me. No, the but. only thing I would say you could, I could fight you on is it potentially increases the chance that somebody kind of goes on a run at the end of the season. They didn't play that well during most of the regular season. I mean, they get hot. Portland already and... did that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I guess so. So, there you go. I mean, if you have this playoff system, it's not going to necessarily be fair. You know, sometimes when you have playoffs, like, teams make, you know, um, you know, underdogs make big runs. It happens in every sport. It's not, yeah. you know, it just kind of like happens. We yeah. want that. Yeah, That's I think exciting. it's okay for MLS to be American. It's okay exactly. for it to have some American elements to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um... Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, so I think this is a good move on MLS's part. Um, although I don't like the fact that it's on a Sunday, they should have found it a way, found a way to keep it on a Saturday. Um, yeah, they should have. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I you know actually I've thought about this. I'll I'll move on after this. Um, I kind of think the argue there is an argument to make for MLS to move to the FIFA calendar because if you think about um, the way it's set up. It would probably suck for the first couple months because you're in the middle of football season, but MLS Cup, there's really not going to be anything to compete with because it'll be like in May. 
Uh, what about NBA, hockey, all that stuff? I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess you're right, because that would be, like, the playoffs. All right, maybe yeah. I'll, okay. Uh, that's why I'm not, I don't work for MLS. <laughs> um, I just lost my chance to to get some MLS money. All right, well, um, you want to talk champs? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, the draw for the um, UEFA Champions League round of sixteen uh, came out. Um, anything jumping out at you? Uh, anything jumping out at me? Um, well, the thing that jumped out at me the most was. Man City has the easiest draw, so good for them. They're probably going to move on to the next round, the uh, quarterfinals. And I think they're the favorites for the tournament right now. I don't know if that's what you think. Um, I still have to say, I still say Barca, but um, yeah, they definitely got like a, the luck of the draw. Um, but I, I, th- I still think Barcelona's the. I would say that Barcelona's the favorite. Oh, you think they're the favorite, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, they have a much better track record than City, that's for sure. Well, they haven't really shown me. I kind of picked them just at the beginning of the season. I kind of said, like, I think Barcelona is going to win this whole thing. And they haven't shown me that they won't do it. And I don't know if any other team has shown me that they are better than Barcelona. Maybe there are, maybe you can argue that Man City is on the same level. Oh, I don't know if you could I say they're better. I am definitely ready to argue they're better than Well, Barcelona. I'm not. I, I wasn't trying to get into a debate about it. I mean, I mean, you could make your argument if you want, but I'm not saying I'm not like trying to do it as like make it a fight. But I'm just saying like I'm sure there's teams that you can make a like statistical argument about. But just to me, just from like the eye test, I think that I think Barcelona wins this whole thing. I think we might be underselling Juventus too a little bit. I think the they're in that top tier of teams likely to win it. Yeah, they they're great defensively too, so that helps when you don't get and scored got on. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, he know. is pretty good, especially in like big big high pressure situations. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Do you want to? Um. So it is kind of. I was gonna say let's make predictions. We can still make predictions, but I'm saying we can do it with like. A caveat that the transfer window is coming up. I forgot about the transfer window when I was like had this idea. So things may change. So if you want, if you like, if Neymar ends up going to like Liverpool, you can like, you know, say okay, I don't think I want to change my pick about PSG and Manchester United. Like you know, I'm like, just, right, right. Yeah. Well, so it's funny you bring that up because uh, the one transfer rumor that came out today that might actually impact. Their matchup is the uh, is it Theo Hernandez? No, no, no. The defender for Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Hernandez. Uh-huh. He, there were, yeah, he was going to be signed by Bayern Munich allegedly for like eighty-five million euros or something crazy. Yeah, uh, that could potentially impact that tie. Um, so that's like one particular transfer rumor. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm totally ready to just make picks right now. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, so just keep in, keep in mind we're just, we're not, you know, when you make your picks, don't think about, like, what you've heard, like, on, like, from the mirror. Just, like, you know, just go by how the rosters are constructed right now. Just, or everybody listening, too. Just, you know, don't worry about, like, what what might happen. Worry about, like, what how they are now. Okay, so, Schalke, Manchester City, um... Let's, uh, you're going McKinney, right? You're McKinney's hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Hey, speaking of Shaka, did you see that Haji Wright scored for Shaka today? Oh, I'm did. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, I saw that. And first of all, um, good assist by Weston McKinney and uh, great goal by um, uh, Wright. Uh, also, Haji Wright, great name. That should be like that's a great rap name. Uh, he Hachi sounds like right. he, he sounds like he's an odd future. So great name, great goal, good job, guy. Yeah, get the goal scoring in now because when they play Manchester City, I have no confidence in their ability to score any goals. Because uh, I'm pretty confident Manchester City is gonna steamroll Shaka. Um, no, sir. Other I disagree with you. I'm just kidding. I <laughs> agree with you. We probably might agree with like all these picks. So it'll be super fun. Um, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, we probably will. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. This man, like, yeah, these are Manchester City is like one of the favorites to win the whole thing, and you know, Chalka is not. Um, but um, yeah, so we we agree on that one. Um, Juventus and Atletico Madrid, um, the no goal derby, the the all defense derby, um, as people are calling it, hasn't hasn't me. <laughs> All right, who are you gonna pick? Oh, I hate to do it to him. He's my friend. I love him. I love him. He's my friend. But they got Ronaldo, <laughs> uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, and he lives for making Juan Diego miserable and scoring big Champions League goals, and he will do that again. Yeah, I gotta side with you as well. I think the Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo difference is gonna be what takes Juventus through. Um, sorry, Atletico. Yeah, all right. So I've got another one. Okay, two that we agree on. There's, it's good that we're not putting any money on it because nobody would win. Um, uh, Spurs and Dortmund. All right, this is a tight one. Yeah, I agree. I, I've been going I, back and forth on this one. I think this might be the most entertaining matchup, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to pick Dortmund. I just think they're going to be able to score more goals than Tottenham will, because neither of these two teams' defenses really. Maybe I guess probably you edge Tottenham on the defensive side of things. I mean, I guess. I mean, it's not right, that big so, of a difference. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely think there's going to be goals here. And I'm going to pick Dortmund, who have been scoring a lot. And I think they're going to outscore Tottenham. Um, I kind of agree with you, but just so we're different, I'll pick Tottenham. Um, I think they have shown in the group stage that they they can get the result that they need. Um, and I think that they can they can beat Dortmund. It's not like they're playing like um, a, a Juventus or a Barcelona that's like really like out of their league or like a, a level above them. Um, so I'll take I'll take Tottenham just so we have some sort of difference. All right, sounds good. All right, um, Barcelona and Lyon. All right, Barcelona and Lyon. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick. Barcelona. Okay, and you you were really thinking hard about it. I was like, I'm surprised you took this long to. Well, so okay, I think Leon could give Barcelona a scare here, to be honest. Okay. But I do think Leon is going to give Barcelona a little bit of a scare. I think Leon, they've got some players like Memphis Depay, who's pretty good. So 
I'm not totally convinced by Barcelona just yet. I know they're like a favorite for this tournament, but uh, I think they're there to be gotten a little bit, but not enough to actually lose the game, Barcelona. So, you know, they, I mean, they got Messi and Suarez and Coutinho and Debele. So they're going to score a ton of goals and they're going to beat Leon. But eh, Leon's going to, you know, it'll be like, it'll be like uh, Leon will tie at home or something and then Barcelona will thump them on the return leg. Um, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I agree with your pick of Barcelona, but I, uh, I disagree. I think this one won't be super close. Uh, I, um, I just, maybe it's me, my, uh, uh, maybe it's not Juan Diego who's a secret Barcelona fan. Maybe it's me. I, I think they're the favorites to win this and I think they're going to take care of Leon pretty easily. Um, no offense to Leon. Uh, they do have talent on the team, but, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think Messi's going to be too much. Uh, and Suarez and all the other players that you mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah, they just have too much attacking talent for Leon. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I could see if maybe you know you can really like grind out a result in the first one. Maybe get a tie in the first result. Maybe you can make it a little tougher. But yeah, if it's like two nothing, like even if it's like one nothing going into the second leg, I think it's over. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, um, we skipped, uh, Manchester United PSG. Yeah, I think the reason we skipped that one is we both know who's gonna win, and it's PSG. Yeah, Mourinho leaving is, makes it a little more interesting than I would have said. I think it's gonna be closer now. Um, I think, um, I think it's gonna be, this series is gonna be, this, like, these legs are gonna be more fun. Because I think that... Manchester United, we'll get into more in the next thing, um, next topic. We're going to um, get into more of the Mourinho saga or, uh, you know, situation. But um, I think that with uh, Sokier, um, you know, he's, they want to get back to, you know, Manchester United football, which is attractive attacking football. And, you know, um, of course, uh, Sokier is a legend, legendary forward for Manchester United. I'm I gonna assume that he's gonna play more attacking football. So we might have like a ten to ten, like <laughs> like series, le- two legs, or so, not ten to ten, but you know, I was obviously being dramatic. But you know, we might have a lot of, we might see a lot of goals in this. Um, yeah, definitely, the matchup has changed without Mourinho. Probably, yeah, it'll be much more exciting. Yeah, I, I'm still gonna go PSG. I mean. You invested all this money in these in this attacking talent. Uh, it's got to pay off at some point. If if it's not yeah, this and, one, then which one? And I exactly like Kishi. It feels like their year this year, sort of. Like it feels more open than it has previous seasons. So if they can't get it done this year, then when are they going to get it done? Is kind of how I feel, and I think a lot of other people do as well. So got to get it done. All right, um, Roma and Porto. This is probably the most um, even matchup, I'd say. Yeah, I think this is the matchup that people have the less, the least amount of confidence in their pick. And uh, Porto won their group. Roma, you know, from a much better league than Porto from Syria. So I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to give it to Porto mostly because. They won their group, and just to connect it to, connect it to CONCACAF real quick, Porto has a couple of good 
Mexican players who score goals for them, especially in the Champions League. So, gonna have to go with Porto here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Roma. Um, not for any good like football reasons. You're probably you said um, you made some intelligent points about Porto, but I'm gonna go because they have a good Twitter account. Um, and I don't think any of these guys are really going to be one of these guys. These teams are going to be real big factors in winning the Champions League. So I don't think it really matters that much. Um, so I'm going to go Roma just because I like their Twitter account. That's my Italian yeah. team. They do have a good Twitter account. And whoever makes it through this matchup is going to be a juicy target for the next round. Like when Manchester City crush Schalke, they're going to want to play the winner of this tie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I yeah, I think you're going to uh, see a lot of celebration if you get uh, Roma or Porto in the next round. All right. Um, Ajax and Real Madrid. All right. here. This, so I got to pick an upset, right? And here's my upset. I'm picking Ajax to beat Real Madrid. I think Ajax, they're young. I mean, they're perpetually young team because if you're a Dutch team, you never keep your best players for very long. Right. You sell them to teams like Real Madrid, frankly, and a couple of these players on this Ajax team could be playing in Spain fairly soon. Uh, and I think Real Madrid, they just feel tired to me. I don't think they're going to win uh, the league for sure. And Champions League, they've already fired their manager once the season. Uh, Solari, I think he's done an okay job. But, uh, yeah, I think they're right for an upset, Real Madrid. They're missing Ronaldo. Um, I do agree um, with the reasons why you picked uh, Ajax, but I still am going to go with Real Madrid. Um, as Ric Flair said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. They're still the man, even though without Ronaldo. Um, they have struggled in the Champions League. They lost to Seska, uh twice. Did they lose them twice or just once? Oh... Uh... Shucks. They I lost to them at least once. Twice. Which, I think they lost okay, yeah. away. So they lost yeah. to them twice in the group stage. So um, if Ajax did make this happen, I wouldn't be shocked. But right now, I got to go with Real Madrid. I'm going, I'm not, I can't be like you. I can't pick the underdog. I got to go chalk. Yeah, they have, they have not lost a knockout round Champions League game since 2015. So <laughs> it's a, not a bad pick, Real Madrid. Yeah. Um,. Last one, uh, Liverpool and um, and Bayern Munich. Um, go ahead on that. I'll get to make your pick. All right, all right. So this is the two teams that uh, the two biggest heavyweights. I think Liverpool and Bayern Munich. Both these teams, I think, could win the tournament, which is something that can't be said. Well, the Atletico Juventus matchup, maybe you could say, uh, are two teams that could potentially win the tournament. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Liverpool here, frankly. They're better, basically. They're going to score more goals. They've been scoring more goals than Bayern Munich and have been playing out of their minds all season. Bayern Munich, for their standards, have had a poor season. Yes, they're second in the league, but they normally are leaving the league at this point by like seven points, it feels like. Uh, so just the fact that they're not is something of a surprise. The one thing I'll say about Liverpool's chances that's going to hurt them 
is Virgil van Dyke is out on the first leg because of a red card he picked up. And Virgil van Dyke is the best defender in the world, potentially, or probably. Depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. And Joe Gomez, their other young center back, is out injured, which leaves Dejan Lofren as a center back. And I'm not exactly sure who else is going to be filling in. So that's the Champions League. Um, our picks are gold. You put all your money on that. Um, we're going to move on to the Premier League. Um, so I guess we'll get to the big news in a second, but um, um, I guess we have to talk about Arsenal losing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what do you make of Arsenal losing before I give my so- totally biased uh, opinion? Well, I think – all right. My, one, my big takeaway from Arsenal losing is basically – you can't win them all. I mean, I know that's well, a- you can't draw them all either. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, uh, you know, basically, uh, yeah, like I said, you can't win them all. Uh, these things happen. Southampton, Southampton, yeah, they're bad. But even a bad Premier League team is still pretty good. So Yeah, day- yeah. that was a kind of a point that I think um, the Ringer made, the Ringer FC made was like, even like the middle, I mean, Southampton is like 17th, but like even like the middle teams like Everton and like West Ham, like they're still like pretty good because of all the money that's floating in the Premier League. Um, we're very like shaky in defense, and a part of that is because we're bringing guys back. We need some reinforcements in defense. Um, we obviously went we went 22 games unbeaten um, until this defeat, and then we lost to Tottenham in the League Cup, which I don't really care about the League Cup, but I don't want to lose to Tottenham like ever. Um but um, yeah, I think it just comes down to I think we Kashelny looks a little, a little I would say lost, but a little um, rusty. I would say coming back, he hasn't played since like April, um, so it's been a long time like his recovery. Um, um, but yeah, um, I'm not too worried unless it's a pattern. We play Burnley on Saturday, so hopefully we give a little better performance than we did against uh, Southampton. Yeah, Burnley seems like just the right team to play. To be honest, I mean they're they're per- I mean they're not terrible, like I said, but they should be beaten by Arsenal. Yeah, they should. Um, uh, anything else in the Premier League before we get into the the big topic? No, man. I really just want to talk about Mourinho. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> um yeah, so um, Mourinho is gone. Uh, I uh, he got fired uh, after the Liverpool game. Uh, Liverpool absolutely dominated them. Uh, I think, even though they didn't really like, they didn't comp- they didn't um, ch- take all their chances, comp- like uh, actually score all their chances that they had. But they really had the ball. The ball was played. The game was played in Manchester side of the field, our third of the field. Uh, I, I, so I just think they were actually dominated possession wise, and you know they had uh, Liverpool had thirty four shots. It's like ridiculous, um, and I guess it was just these like really big games, especially in the Premier League. Um, I, they got embarrassed by Spurs. Um, they should have lost to Arsenal, but they didn't. But that's a whole other thing. But they're not really showing up to these big games, especially at uh, well. I guess this is a, this is at Enfield, but you know. Um, it doesn't feel like going to Old Trafford is scary anymore, and it hasn't been scary for a while. 
And also, they do not play attractive soccer. And no, I guess, I guess, I guess the board was just kind of fed up and just wanted to get it out of the way now. Yeah, I mean, why hold, the season for Manchester United is pretty much already, you know, you can kind of throw in the towel on winning the league, obviously, but uh, making the Champions League is going to be hard. They're sitting sixth right now, I believe, but. I can't see them catching and getting past any of the top five. Um, yeah. So, like, what's the point of holding on to Mourinho for another four months? Or what didn't seem to be a whole lot. And, frankly, nobody wants him there. He didn't seem to want to be there either. Like, yeah, I didn't know that he was – he wasn't – he'd never, like, rent, was renting, like, an apartment. He was, yeah, like, staying was in a hotel. In a, yeah, he was uh, in a hotel room for like two and a half years. Yeah, which s- sounds miserable. Yeah, which like kind of makes makes uh, makes sense why he was so like angry all the time. And he's alienated his best player. He has not very good relationships with a much or a bunch of the other players. Um, and if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the guy they've got in. Who obviously are right, Manchester United legends scored in the Champions League final in 1999, blah blah blah. Really good player for them for a long time. So he knows the club. He knows sort of the atmosphere around Old Trafford, and the fans are going to like him because, like I said, Premier Manchester United legend. And if he can just like get everybody at the club to get along and like him and play for him. How much tactical noose does he have to have? I don't think a whole lot. Because uh, if you look at their squad, Manchester United, they've been performing way below where they should be with the talent they've got. Right. Uh, Pogba hasn't played in the last like three Premier League games. or I don't know if that's all competitions, but he hasn't played in the last three games. Yeah. It's because he and Mourinho can't freaking stand each other. Yeah, and, and you couldn't figure out how to get him in the game as like a sub. Like, given, come on. given the chance of holding on to Mourinho or holding on to Pogba, like you're gonna pick Pogba every freaking time. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think this is, I was gonna come down to that, and I thought that um, I thought for sure that Mourinho was gonna be gone by the end of the season. Uh, I guess. Um, I guess it just depends, you know, what, at what point they got fed up. But I, I thought they, he was going to be able to hold this, uh, hold the line, I guess, until the end of the season, and then they were going to let him go. Um, but you know, Mourinho, um, he doesn't stay in places very long, and it's partially because of like his attitude. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> we, you're the one being mean to Mourinho. I, I like that. Yeah, and I like Mourinho. But he's a dick. Like, there's just no other way to put it. Yeah. Um, what was it? Um, yeah, I think uh, he's kind of this kind of hard-ass, kind of, like, asshole manager. And I don't think that really works um, with the t- today's players. Uh, like, you know, especially like, players in like, all sports, especially, like, the NBA and, like, soccer, I think they're getting a lot more power and they have a lot more um, – kind of reach than they did before. And I don't think you could just like 
just even you know you can call him a diva if you want, but like you, I don't think you could just like get like in like Pogba's face and think that's going to motivate him. And I think that you know, um, so Mourinho's is I think is just a very stubborn guy, and he's going to be the way that he's going to be, and it's his way or the highway. And you know he's he's going to be who he is, and I think you know you can't you it's always fall it always has to fall on the coach before the players. Um, you know, they always fairly or unfairly, and I think, you know, it just came to a head. It didn't seem like he wanted to be there. It didn't seem like they wanted him there. It didn't seem like the players like him. Apparently, Lukaku is like his best friend. I didn't know that, but um, I don't know if you saw that Bleacher Report interview that that um he did. No, I did not. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, it's on their Facebook, like what it's on their social media. You can find it. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Lukaku and Mourinho are apparently pretty close. He's apparently like the only one on the team that's close with them. Huh. He kind of felt like he was taking shots at Pogba. Uh, maybe I'm looking too deep into it because he was like, or maybe he's just taking shots at like other players on the team who don't like him. Where it's like, oh, you know, he just tells you what to do and you just got to do it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. So apparently you're not. It's not working. That was not working for you either, Lukaku. But okay. yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's not working for Lukaku at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll say I. I think um I think Manchester United is going to be a lot more fun to watch. Um, it won't be fun for me as someone who doesn't like Manchester United. But um, I like them. Yeah. I like them being miserable and boring. I mean, Manchester United's their saving grace is their Manchester United, and even as a bad team and bad being relative here uh, to what they're normally or historically have been. They're still making money hand over fist, so they can kind of go out and get whoever they want, basically. You know, they have a cachet that just other teams don't. And so I think they could get really good really quickly in a way that a lot of other teams wouldn't be able to. I mean, their squad right now is already loaded with talent. They've got Paul Pogba, who on his day is like the best midfielder in the world. He's got, one of the best players in the World Cup on the yeah, on yeah. the champion like world champion team. Yeah, yeah. He was like the unofficial captain of the French the French team that won the World Cup this summer. Um they've got David De Gea, one of the best goalies in the world. They've got Roman Lukaku, one of the best center forwards. You know, Anthony Martial's been scoring goals. Marcus Rashford, yeah, I could just run down the list. They've got lots of players that um, are really good. Do you and they can go out and get more players who are also really good? Because, like I said, they make plenty of money. Do you want to take a, a guess on who you think the new manager is going to be? Uh, well, I know who they want it to be, uh, and that's Mauricio Pochettino. I don't know if they're going to get him, though. Is the big question. Um, Do you think they're going to get him? Um, I think if 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 the reports are true, I think they might. Because if they both are want each other, I you know want if Poch wants to maybe make I guess I can't really call them a bigger club right now, but I guess technically and historically they're a bigger club. Make that step, um, and you know uh, Manchester United has the money to do it and the resources to do it. Uh, I personally don't get it career wise. If I was gonna leave, I would leave for like Spain. For Barcelona or Real Madrid, I wouldn't necessarily stay, move to another English team, but that's just me. But um, I think they're going to go with a United guy, like somebody who played with the team or is more familiar with the team. Um, 
which is partially why they um um while they why they uh made uh Shulscare the the caretaker um I think they want to bring back that the like united way. I do think that Poch can bring even though he did not didn't play for Manchester United, but I think he can bring back the kind of the way they want to play, like the old Manchester United back. But um I wouldn't be surprised if it's if they keep uh, Shulscare if he, if they if you play if they keep doing well. Um I don't think it's going to be Zidane, maybe ah. Michael Carrick. Um, but I would go Solskjaer, uh, Carrick, or Poch. Those are my three t- candidates, I would say. Um, yeah, if it's not Pochettino, uh, you already mentioned Zidane. It, it's like a likely candidate as well, my opinion. I mean, if you really feel strongly about Poch, you could, you don't have to give it like, I was, I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't think it's going to be Pochettino, but I so, do, I do see that as a good fit though. No, yeah, I think it is a really good fit. Um, the other thing, Manchester United, the whole structure of the team needs reworking, not the team, the, uh, the front office needs reworking too. They don't really have a general manager person. I mean, they have, uh, Dave Wood, David Woodward, the uh, well, they're the, they are talking about getting a director of football. Yeah, director of football, general manager, guy who you know is in charge of signing players and recruiting players and all the stuff uh, that the manager in England or Mourinho in this well, case they, they has have traditionally to, um, done, but hasn't really worked out super well. They have to do. They have to do what uh, Arsenal did. They have to kind of restructure the way they. They have to come into like 2018. 2018, you don't have one guy doing everything. You have, you have, you have a coach who coaches, and you have a guy who the head of recruitment recruits, and then you have you know you have these specialized things, and you just focus on your thing. So um, I think it's just like a growing pain of the of the club. You have to like kind of realize that it's not that's not the way you don't. Even in like other sports, like you know, when you have like a, in basketball or football, when you have like a GM and a GM and coach, uh, like the two one person doing the same job, it usually doesn't work out just because you want one guy doing one job and one guy doing the other job, doing what they're good at, and you know yeah. you don't want say like Mourinho who is probably a, is a good uh, tactical person, tactic uh, tactician, and maybe not necessarily the best like people person uh, or best at like evaluating talent he's definitely not the best people person yeah <laughs> but so, um yeah go ahead so arsenal when they did this and they got rid of their they switched up their their back office people they got people from borussia dortmund i remember when manchester city got a couple of the guys from barcelona who does I don't know who Manchester United reach out to to fill that role because it seems just as important as the manager or we're sort of talking about it in a way that indicates that it sort of is just as important. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything about who the best guys for this kind of thing are. Yeah, I haven't. It's like a tough job. I also haven't really seen anything. Like seen any rumors? So I, I I don't know. I can't really answer that question. Yeah, yeah. I, it'll just be it'll be interesting. Something to watch for sure. All right. Um. Any more? You want to laugh at Mourinho a little more? Are you good? You got out of your system? 
yeah, I mean, I'm totally ready to laugh at Marino for a little bit longer. I think he needs like a year off. Yeah, probably. I agree. He seem he he's like an analog guy in a digital world, like you were saying earlier. You know, his old school thing. Yeah, it worked back in the day with Chelsea in 2005, but not quite the same world we're living in now. And uh, and sort of related. Atlanta has an opening. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if, or actually, not only does Atlanta, I think the Galaxy. Yeah, and um, coach too. No and one, no, and apparently no one wants that job because I think uh, Caleb Porter was offered a contract. Somebody else was. I just saw this right before we started recording. Um, uh, so they were like kind of declined their offer, so it's open. <laughs> But I, I agree. I think he needs time off. I could see him like maybe going back to Italy. Maybe I don't know if he would go back to Inter, but I could see him maybe going to an AC Milan, maybe or somewhere like that. Just um, yeah. The rumor, the one rumor I heard earlier today was Inter. I think he's that's the team he left. With like it was the most amiable mm-hmm. when he left. I really think the Real Madrid experience really messed with. Mourinho's mind. He hasn't been the same since. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss him when he's gone, but he'll be back, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think, like, you're getting $24 million just to sit at home and do nothing, so I would just do yeah, that for, like, a year. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Um, okay, um, one last thing. So I want to get into, like, our uh, top moment of 2018 because it's, like, the end of the year. Um but uh, one last thing before we get into that, um, I watched Sunderland till I die. I don't know if you have you watched this. No, tell uh, me about it. Uh, it's a Netflix show. It's about Sunderland. If you could guess from the title, uh, it's about Sunderland their season in the um, in the championship, getting relegated from the Premier League. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a quick watch, only eight episodes. I finished it in basically a weekend. Maybe like I finished it like yes, like Monday. Going to start uh-huh. watching on Saturday, so it's a quick watch. You can get through it pretty easily. Um, and it's like so. There are other shows that are like. Uh, there's one about Juventus on Netflix, and there's one about Manchester City that's on Amazon Prime. Those are good if you like soccer and you like want to be. More, you want to find out more because um, I, I like the. Um, I like I like to watch UFC and I like the um, behind the scenes when they're training and stuff. And it's kind of like that where it's like, oh, this is how like a big club operates, but it doesn't have like the. Um, the personal touch that like this Sunderland one, because like the Sunderland documentary is not so much about, it is about the soccer. It's a soccer documentary. You, soccer is the focus of it, but it does focus a lot on the impact that it has with like the city of Sunderland, the team has, and you know, the people who work in the club, like they do a lot of interviews with like fans and like people who like work with the, um, like the food, who like make the food and stuff. And so, yeah, it's like, it's like really heartfelt. So I think even if you don't like soccer or you're like your significant other doesn't like soccer, you could watch this and because I watched it with my girlfriend and he doesn't give a shit about soccer, but she was like, you know, during the, when they showed like the footage, when they had, were trying to like not get relegated, you know, she was like, Oh wait, Oh my God. Like I don't give a shit about soccer, but like I'm actually like invested. And I, I, so they do tell the story real. So I do recommend it. It's, um, Sunderland until I die. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, check it out. I'm sponsor me, Netflix. <laughs> um, right, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. Sure. I, it's a good watch. I, I recommend it. Um, yeah, so we can round out the year with our, uh, what's your top moment of 2018 in soccer? Okay, top moment in 2018 in soccer. I mean, it's got to be 
the World Cup, right? I think particularly uh, the World Cup final. Uh, I mean, I've only seen a handful of World Cup finals in my life up to this point. They only happen once every four years. Mm -hmm. And I'd be surprised if I see a World Cup final as exciting or uh, goal scored or goal scoring as the one we saw this summer, to be honest, uh, 4-2 for France here. Uh, particularly the Paul Pogba goal for me is the moment that stands out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Um, I was going to say the World Cup, if you had stolen what I what I'm going to say, um, it's something that um, both of you, both of us could relate to. Um, we were there for this. We were live. I think you know where I'm going. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Rooney assist to Lucio Costa against Orlando City to basically jumpstart our run to the, uh, DC United's run to the playoffs. Um, just not I, you know, if I had watched this game on TV, I probably would have like said the World Cup or another moment, maybe an Arsenal moment. But to be there, my first time in the stadium, my only time in the stadium, um, live to see this moment. Uh, we were right by the support section, right outside the beer zone of like getting beer spirit up, flash on us, and it was just an amazing moment to be there for, um, and it was an amazing moment to introduce this stadium for me. So that's my moment. I gotta go, and I totally changed my opinion on the Wayne Rooney signing. I wasn't, I wasn't exactly the biggest Wayne Rooney fan before um, that that moment, but I, I'm, I'm basically a Wayne Rooney stand now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That was definitely the best moment of soccer I saw live. Right, for sure. Yeah, good pick, man. Yeah. Um. All right, that sums it up. Um. You can follow the Instagram. I'm mostly posting on Instagram. And hey, if you see a poll, people, if you see a poll, just vote on the poll. You don't have to know. You don't. If you pick like Barcelona and like over Real Madrid, it's not scientific. It's just like fun. You don't have to like. I'm not gonna criticize. I, I will see what you vote for, but I'm not gonna like call you out and be like this dumbass doesn't know what he's talking about. But just you know, it's just for fun. So you can vote on it even if you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's Instagram. Oh, sorry, that's Instagram.com uh, <laughs> backslash um, indirect kick pod. And uh, Greg couldn't be on the episode because he's working on his album. He says it's going to be done in January. Uh, follow SoundCloud. SoundCloud is SoundCloud GP Nova. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Brian, are you are you social now? Or are you still like still? Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to plug. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's about it. All right. Um, see you next year. All right. See you happy next year. Happy Christmas.